Yes. Um, you've recently uh, changed the theme of the upcoming meditation intensive in <laughs> September, uh, the basis of white magic. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask um, why you had chosen to do that at this time, mm -hmm. and also what is white magic? Mm. Okay. This is a very deep and nuanced subject, right? Which is why a whole retreat is necessary, and I can't give you a very brief answer that really gets to the depths of it, or we'll be here all night just on this one question. <clears throat> but the original capacities of the human being in our purest state of consciousness before the fall, in that lost golden age that's now a legend or a myth, but is in fact a reality, uh, we were avatars, manifestations of that supreme power of God that made us also total masters over magic. Because magic, the same word magia is maya, it's the illusion. But when you are master over the illusion, you can use the illusion to bring great joy. You can manifest what you, you want. Ah, you want a, a milkshake in the palm of your hand? I don't think you will in the golden <laughs> age, but whatever it is you want, you've got a drink. You know, it's like on Star Trek, they have those machines that do it. But in uh, Sat Yuga, we do it just with our minds. And that's why we can create flying machines and uh, have all kinds of uh, technological capacities that don't come from needing computers and other modern technological apparatus because it's all done totally within consciousness itself. But these, uh, these powers are, are present. And once the fall happened, then uh, in the, especially after the Copper Age, uh, the, the ancient civilizations that were not at the level of Satyuga, but were, from our perspective, filled with tremendous wisdom and power that we no longer have, like ancient Egypt, Atlantis, Lemuria, places like that, Hyperborea, that are again now mostly shrouded in mythical, mysterious, distorted understanding. But these uh, much higher civilizations were the last civilizations to be able to use magic in a legitimate way that was truly white magic because there were still priests, shamans, uh, beings of, of great uh, integrity and light who were the, the pillars of those civilizations and the, the leaders who were able to use those powers for good without being corrupted. Once we entered into Kali Yuga, every ego became corruptible including shamans and including yogis, including uh, Brahmins, priests, etc., who were uh, vowed to be pure and uncorruptible, but could not keep their vows. Just that power uh, was lost. <clears throat> and so in that time period, it became uh, a... Uh, one of the, the laws of the Dharma 
that yogis should not practice magic. Okay? Now, there were those who broke away from that and took the, what, the Vama Marga, the left-hand path, and went into magic. And this is part of what Tantra became about and various other esoteric, uh, let's say, uh, shoots of the, of the yogic mainstream. But uh, because the magic that was used was used in order to bring about results that favored the magician or the magician's client or for whomever the, the, the magus was working, uh, it led to more negative karma. And it became a temptation that could cause a yogi to deviate from the goal of liberation from the cycle of birth and death into you know, claiming the power of... Uh, of some uh, supernormal capacity, including longevity, but that would ultimately then lead to a worse downfall and not to liberation. So it was not, and is not, advisable for anyone to use those powers so long as they are in a corruptible state. Okay? Having said that, we are now at the end of Kali Yuga. And at this time, at the end of Kali Yuga, and the, the period just before the planet enters the next singularity and the portal to a new cycle of time, now it becomes important for the return of the Magi and those magical capacities in order to be able to traverse what we must face in the downfall of civilization that's imminent and in the uh, in the dealing with the planetary ruins of a mad max level of uh, chaos that we will have to pass through in which those magical powers will become essential but they are only activatable once you have transcended the ego, the ego will not be able to use the power of white magic. So there's a fail-safe protection in this. But if we reach that avataric level prior to the end of the, the yuga and the kalpa, then those powers will enable us to pass through into the next uh, cycle or to transcend the cycle, but to be able to offer a protective energy field <clears throat> to those who are to be the, let's say, founding inhabitants of the next Satyuga. So there will be a kind of angelic role, even if one has left the body, that will enable the, the use of those powers uh, in a non-local space to uh, provide protection and, and divine assistance to those who require it and are, have, have earned that right. So there is, a, there is a lot that needs to be done and the methods of knowing how to do them is being given again, that wisdom is returning, but again it will only be uh, useful to those who have uh, purified the soul, made the body into a temple of God, 
and can then use that knowledge as a, uh, a resource uh, for guardianship of the, uh, let's say, the colony of, uh, of those who are becoming avatars and angels in, in the physical plane in order to be able to complete their development and, uh, and be undisturbed by the chaotic vibrational field that will be surrounding them. And, uh, and this knowledge, therefore, will be given to whomever in the world has reached the level of consciousness that they are able to access it. So the basis of white magic and why this retreat is called that is that we must first establish the foundation upon which those magical understandings and powers are given and then the, the actual technical development of them can proceed. So the basis is not the basics. It's actually the most advanced level because you have to have achieved liberation and then bring that, the power that comes with that and the authority into uh, a form where it, is, uh, it morphs into mastery. So this has to happen within an ethical context and within a context of very strict self-regulation of consciousness that must never fall below a certain level. If it does, then uh, all that has been gained will be drained away. And so this is why the idea in alchemy of the hermetically sealed vessel is so important. There must be no leakage of energy through desire or fear. And, and one must never touch the earth plane. One must remain in the light. The body-mind will function through the ray that connects the, the mind via the pineal gland and the Jyoti Bindu, the light that shines there from the Atman. But the Atman remains transcendent of the holographic field and, uh, and must never again enter into it in the form of any egoic identity, even an exalted identity. Uh, there must be a complete union with the source and only from there can the magic be, uh, let's say, manifested and transmitted. So I hope that's helpful. This is the time, it's probably the last opportunity before the world gets too chaotic to be able to develop these uh, understandings and practices and, uh, and to have the luxury of, uh, of being able to work together to enhance the powers of our consciousness to prepare for that final stage of what is about to happen on this planet and to be able to uh, meet the forces of darkness with the power of light in its fully transcendent and invincible form so that victory will be attained by the forces who are loyal to God. And it must be understood 
at the highest level, not transformed into some jihadic kind of parody of itself. And it must remain very clear that we're talking about love and wisdom in a context of non-violence and non-identification with a body and non-local consciousness. Unless it's within that paradigm, it will be distorted. So does that help to give the understanding of why we're doing a retreat like this? It's essential for those who are ready and they will know if they are called to participate in something like this. Very few will be able to do that.